0: paddling adventures radio i'm sean Rowley, and with me is derek spesh hey, hello what's happening derek oh uh not much i'm not here right now yes you're not we're not recording this this week <laughs> we recorded this last week <laughs> because you left
1: yes you went away so i am currently on the des moines river as as every, far as we know yes yes as far as yes. we know As i'm peop- right as currently. people listening as people listen to this episode i'm on or under the Des Moines River.
0: On, under, in, beside. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not be looking at applications for a new co-host. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a phone call. Apply within. Apply within. <laughs> so while you are doing what you're doing and I'm doing what I'm not doing. Yeah. Let's talk about a few things. Sure. We'll just sit here and pretend we're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the
1: auto bounce back emails? So you can set it up so that when somebody emails you, at your work email, it, you have an auto reply saying. Oh, your vacation message. Yeah, my yeah. vacation message. Yeah. So I set mine up today. Yeah. I, <laughs> so when people at work email me, it says, I'm away on vacation until the 17th. Contact so-and-so. And then right below that, I left the link for the, for uh, Mike's spot connector.
0: To see where you are? Yes. So if people click the link. Where is he? Ooh, Oh, that's where he is. He's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, thought, I thought it was pretty cool. The amount of people that enjoy uh, following the links of, for spot units. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If they figure out what it is, anyway. It <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It just took me some other dimensional thing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's not really much going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's been just a lot of planning for canoe trips, end of season canoe trips and Mm -hmm. starting to get the, uh, well, we talked about it a couple weeks back, getting the winter camping stuff ready. Yes. Yes. So digging it out and, uh, um, I'm looking at tiling my floor. (laughs) Are you serious?
1: (laughs) Okay. For anybody who doesn't know that reference. Sean has the uh, unique, uh, <laughs> he has a very unique floor for his winter camping tent. Uh, and it's whole... the fact that I've got a floor. Yeah. It's, so he's, you, it, It's a chipboard yeah, or it's is a it chip pli... board, it's plywood a chipboard plywood stuff? Chipboard plywood you want to call stuff. It, yeah. And you've got it's yeah. cut into four pieces. So it just fits together yeah. like a puzzle.
0: Yeah. Ten by, and it's a, it forms a 10 foot by yeah. 10 foot floor. So
1: when you go winter car camping, camping. Yeah. car camping. Yeah. I'm
0: not hauling that at the backcountry, but when I go car <laughs> camping, I put down a tarp and I laid this. 10 foot by 10 foot floor yeah. on and I set my tent up around it.
1: So you're going to get like peel and stick linoleum tiles or something? I'm
0: thinking so, yeah. That would be yeah. so awesome. Well, I mean, I work <laughs> at a printing company, so maybe I'll just print a floor. Hey, All a right? map or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine like walking in and there's like a giant map on the floor <laughs> or a giant black hole? Or a giant picture of your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That would be awesome. Do it. It's just, it's just the, the possibilities are endless. But yeah. Or something. So but some like, optical illusion yeah, where like, people think they're going to fall. or Exactly. Like you
1: said, uh, some hole or something. Yeah. A giant black hole. Yeah. Uh, watch for the hole in the floor.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll print snow. Wait, it's snow but it's not snow and it's camping in winter with the snow on the floor, but it's not real snow on the floor. They'll just turn around and leave. How do
1: you stop the snow in your tent from melting?
0: Magic. Interdimensional travel when you come through that door, my friend. Interdimensional travel. That'd be so
1: cool. That'd be funny.
0: Possibilities are endless, but, uh, yeah, no, that's all I'm doing right now is getting all, like, like I say, getting ready for the, uh, my big trip at the end of the month and, uh, um, Getting my winter camping stuff ready. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that'll be here within three months or so.
1: Now, you've used September, your October, new, November. Yeah. Your new winter tent, you've used it once so far? Yeah. Just once? Yeah. Yeah, yeah was that? I got was it. That I used it. Family, family day, day weekend. Yeah, because
0: yeah, I got it just before then. Yeah. And then after that, didn't get a chance to get back out anywhere. Mm-hmm. So. So, were you satisfied with it? Like at the tent? Oh, yeah. You like the tent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about getting one of those because uh, I was thinking putting two. Um, Cots in it, okay. Might be a bit tight, crampy. Is a ten by ten? What is it? Yeah, ten by ten. Mm-hmm. Esker classic ten by mm-hmm. ten. Um, I got the classic four sided one because the five sided one has the stove right in the middle. Oh yeah, I but don't the like four sided has it offset. Yeah, towards one of the corner, not in the corner, but you know, yeah. it's, it's offset from the side. so yeah. that adds that little bit extra room. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I could put the two cots in there. Yeah. Um, the, the foot end or head end, depending how you lay, will be right next to the door. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at those, and the, they're expensive, but they're those bunk bed ones. Yeah. Oh. Right? That would be neat. The, I, I, I've seen a lot of people that winter camp use these things. Hmm. And, um... Yeah, because that way, you know, if you go with two people, which yeah. is what I'm thinking yeah. in this tent, you know, just the wife and I, uh, one of us would sleep on top, one would sleep below. Mm-hmm. And it was, it still just takes up the same amount yeah. of room as, as the cot.
1: The person on the bottom bunk freezes, person on the top bunk sweats.
0: Because, you know, hot air rises and you eat spicy food before bed. So. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> so you get a really warm sleeping yeah. bag and take the bottom. <laughs>
1: So I, uh, I have a, I put a thermometer in my tent and, uh, when it's down by the floor or like at about knee height, you know, it'd be like, you know, 12, 15, 20 degrees, whatever. But up at the peak of the tent, I was measuring like 38, 40 degrees. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like, whoa. well, yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'll be <coughs> sitting there or something on my, my bunk reading or something. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's not too bad. But then you stand up and all yeah, of a sudden it's are like, whoa, like whew, "It's hot up I can't there. breathe in here, man. It's just so hot. But that's yeah, that all just comes from uh, how much wood you're burning and how yeah. hot it is and yeah. all that sort of deal, right? It just all gathers up. But I tell you, I've got to, around the top of the tent. I've got um, ropes, so I can hang. And I brought okay. to, I brought to clothes your, pins, right? Yeah. So I hang socks up there, mitts up there, gloves up there, yeah, and yeah. everything dries so fast. Mm-hmm. It's oh perfect. yeah! Perfect, <laughs> perfect. So, anyway, yeah, there's still some things to figure out with this. You know, it, it's massive. Great for one person. Yeah, this tent. What's the weight? About that much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember offhand. Uh, <laughs> it was. It's heavy. It's heavy.
1: I've got a it's, ten man. Oh, it's US, not that heavy. Yeah, I got a <laughs> ten man U.S. Army bell tent. Yes, yeah, is... like there's they have five man and ten man tents. That I have the ten man
0: boy, that thing's heavy. And it's, it's like. I wouldn't want to be taking that back country.
1: I, I wouldn't. I, yeah. I don't, I would never take for yeah. one. It's, uh, it's almost, it, depending on how you manage to pack it down, you, you can't get it small enough to fit on a sled. Yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to do some weird finangling to get it. You'd have to not package it up normally. You'd have to make a long sausage like package of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that'd be
0: one big it's, sled itself. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's it is heavy, like when I uh, when I you know haul it in to and from the car into into my mother in law's basement where I store it. It's uh it's tough. I usually bring a uh, one of those dollies or something, right, just oh, to get yeah. it down there because it's just so
0: heavy. Yeah, mine's not so heavy that you can't carry it, and I could put that plus the stove. Now I got the bigger I got the bigger Alaskan stove. Okay. Which is maybe a size bigger than they like. I think one up from what they recommend for. Okay, them. yeah. So, so, but that I got that one because that way, if I decide to upgrade to a bigger tent, yeah, then I don't need to upgrade my stove and exactly, the tent yeah. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but it's good for it's. It's a really good stove, and uh, so I got. I could put that. I could put the tent and the pole and everything on one. And a couple other things on a sled. Yeah. So I mean, it packs up that small. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then you got somebody else with the other sled with some gear on it too. And it's yeah. it's perfect for, for two people, mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of how are we, uh, getting the two people yeah. sleeping in there sort of mm-hmm. thing. The only other thing is if I, I mean, if I got the wood floor, then I really don't need a cot.
1: No, this is true. And the wood floor also helps keep the, the, well, for one it, uh, in. In my tent, I have a, like that green outdoor carpet. looks like grass. Oh, the
0: AstroTurf stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
1: So I have that, but I don't put it down by the stove. So that carpet helps keep the ground frozen where it's sitting Mm -hmm. and wherever there's no carpet, it just melts and it turns to mud, then it dries and stuff like that. Whereas with your wood floor, the ground underneath is not going to melt. Nope. And you're not going to get anything wet. It's it's going to insulate. You're going to, it's like he keeps some of the cold away. So it keeps the ground underneath frozen, but it keeps above it nice and warm.
0: When I took everything apart and I had that stove going for three days. Mm-hmm. When I took the, the tent down, the stove down, packed away the wood, the, the floor, then took the tarp up. Yep, You could see... A little bit of where the the stove—you really couldn't tell exactly where it was. Yeah. But I, I, you could tell it was there because you knew it was there. Yeah. But if you showed somebody the area and said, "Where was the stove?" Mm-hmm. They would be looking, and going, mm, "Maybe here." They they would probably make an educated yeah. guess because the door would be facing the road. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and that's and that's. But yeah, if if you didn't know somebody had set up there, because mm-hmm. there was no melted yeah. water, no indent, nothing. <laughs> right. So yeah, if if it's um, insulated enough to keep the ice from melting, yeah. mm-hmm. then it's you know it's going to add that little bit of ice yeah. insulation. Maybe I should build like a floor with some insulation and then another floor. <laughs> Don't get too complicated.
1: Mm. Roughing it. Yeah, I just got a rough idea. It's like, it's like a
0: insulation sandwich. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Was it two years ago when I went up to Mew Lake for a family day weekend? It was, uh, we, we were there for what? Four days, three nights. And by day two and three, we were in the middle of the afternoon or towards evening. We were going out, filling the sleds with snow, dragging it into the tent to cover up the mud floor. Yeah. Because it was just, we're
0: tracking mud everywhere, right? Well, yeah, and I've seen some of them, and it's just a massive pool.
1: Yeah. And yeah. You're like, yeah. Well, we didn't have water collecting, but it, the, all the snow melted. So we ended up just having to, we recarpeted the ground with snow.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to keep it so it stays dry, right? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> just getting all that stuff ready to go. And uh, yeah. like I say, I got the big trip coming up soon, so got to get that going too. Um couple things passed our way here that has just sort of got me thinking about different things. Cleanliness in the backcountry. Yes. When you're on a canoe trip or you're you're um, you know, out with your kayak and going somewhere off the beaten trail, mm-hmm. not near a campground or anything. Cleanliness. Yes. I'm talking personal hygiene, bathroom hygiene, dishes, campsite, tent, that sort of stuff. So I started looking and doing some research about that sort of stuff because it's not something people really talk about. No, it's not. But your camping and paddling partners really appreciate it. Yes, because (laughs) some people go out for a week long thing and they don't believe in baths. And let me tell you, they just want the spice and meet the ball (laughs) (laughs) after seven days, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know a few people. Oh, sorry. I,
0: I didn't mean to push you in the water. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My bad. But since you're in there, here's some soap. <laughs> so <clears throat> let's start with personal hygiene. Yes. Uh, make a point of carrying a small bottle of hand sanitizer with you. hmm Now... When it comes to, and I'll just say this right now, when it comes to washing your hands and stuff like that, um, I don't go overzealous unless it's really coming down to like eating food and stuff like yes, that. Yes, correct. Me too. Uh, because, I mean, you're out in the dirt for crying out yeah, loud. Yeah, like, you're going to be dirty. You're going to be dirty. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, after a bathroom break, yeah, like I mean, in, in my my uh, toilet paper roll, I have a bottle of. Yeah, stuff so do I. There, I do the right? same thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, that's just that's just gross if you don't. Uh, before grabbing it, yeah, they say, before grabbing a handful of trail mix is what I read on one site. <laughs> you know what? If if we're at the end of a portage and I pass you the trail mix, and are you gonna go? Hang on a second. <laughs> Let me go into my pack. I need to pull sanitize. Pull out my hand sanitizer. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these are just sort of guidelines. Yeah. Not, you know, you got to do yeah. it. Before cooking dinner. Uh, they, they, of course, you know, it's to cut down the bacteria and stuff like that that'll yeah. make you sick, which. Nobody wants to be sick nobody the Nobody wants country. to be sick on the That's back the country, worst right? place to be sick. Yeah. There's no comfort zone. There's no. Yeah. Yeah. It's just bad. In the middle of the night. Where are you going? Eh, you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> If the water temperature allows, because of course we start early in the spring when yep. you're not wanted to jump in the water and we mm-hmm. go in through the fall when you're not wanting to jump in the water. Mm-hmm. So if the water temperature allows, jump in, give yourself a good rinse off. Yeah. You don't need soap and all that. Just give yourself yeah. a good rinse off. Go for a swim. Everybody, Oh, just take the biodegradable, environmental stuff, blah, 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 soap and yeah. all that. You know what that's all well and good but it still has an effect on the water. It does. Six, it'll it'll take at least usually takes about at least 6 months for it to break down yes. fully.
1: And what they say is and like with the campsites and the the, the ones that you can typically get at uh, any sporting goods store. Yeah. They they say the and the, it doesn't say necessarily on the bottle but uh, what they do say is when you use those soaps the intent is when you wash using that soap it's to wash in the woods. Yeah. Whatever. So it it biodegrades when it combines with earth and air and whatever. When it goes in the lake, it mixes with water and it's not gonna biodegrade so easily. No, no, no. It and just,
0: that that's what I think everybody thinks is oh we're in the water. Yeah, like yeah. it's biodegradable, it's yeah. environmentally friendly. Mhm. To a point. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so if if you go, you jump in, and you give yourself a good scrub down. You, I've, I've, I've had dirt in that. I've grabbed sand. Sand's really good. Sand's a really yeah. good scrubber. Yeah. man. And exfoliates and <laughs> <laughs> get the mud up there on your face and you know <laughs> whatever. Yeah. If you stink so bad, <laughs> scrubbing <laughs> without soap is not good enough. Consider carrying a bandana, which you wear in. A lot of people yep. wear bandanas, right? Mm-hmm. Or the buffs. Small bottle of the biodegradable soap. Give yourself the occasional sponge bath of sorts with mm-hmm. the bandana. Because you're cleaning your bandana, which is going to be sweaty, stinky anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. So you rinse that off, whatever, and then you, you put some soap in that on it. Uh, face, underarms, groin, <laughs> buttocks, feet, that sort of stuff, right? Spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch, yeah. you know, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. It reduces chafing, odors, bacteria. You'll sleep better because you're not so sticky. Um, but you should take a bucket of water about 200, they say 200 feet from, from the lake, yeah, river, or whatever. I think within reason. So yeah, so yeah. go to the next county uh, with your bucket of, or your collapsible bucket of, wa- of water yeah. and some soap and just give yourself a quick sponge yeah. bath sort in of thing. In the forest, right? yeah. Yeah, in the forest and then just, you know, dispose of the water back there. Dental hygiene. Mm-hmm a lot of people you know they don't brush your teeth when they're out there. Yeah. And you again, still do.
1: your paddle partners would appre- yeah. really appreciate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh you know, don't disregard your dental hygiene when you're out there. Bring some dental floss, get the you get the travel sized yeah, yeah. Uh, little toothbrushes tooth, tooth and toothpastes yeah. and like I've got one that the the toothbrush actually pulls out from the handle and then turn you around and it fits inside nice the compact, handle. and compact, yeah. Right? So then when you pull it out and you, you know, turn it around, you got a full size toothbrush, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they're easy enough to bring. Don't rinse your mouth out near, near your tent. Yes. You know, cause. Like
1: the toothpaste will be an attractant to for animals, bears, raccoons, whatever, mice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, as with dishwasher, dispose of it well away from your sleeping area or in running, they say in running water that will dilute it quickly. hmm Yeah. No, I'm going to go spit it way out. But like, like we were talking earlier. Yeah. I'll be brushing my teeth and I'll spit it into the fire pit.
1: Exactly. Burn that away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's one thing. Um, yeah. Otherwise the aroma is going to attract bugs, birds. Exactly. Bears. Last thing you need. Everything starts with Mm -hmm. (laughs) B. If you can't get in the water and you don't want to be doing the old sponge bath. Handy wipes, moist towelettes, oh, yeah. baby yeah. wipes. Do a a wash with one of those. Yeah. You know, or a couple of those. And then I know um, Ca, uh, yeah, you can get the full-size body towel ones, right? Like, was
1: it, I think it was in the Karen box or was it Explore box? I got one of those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like a, it's like a three foot. It's like a massive
0: towelette. <laughs> that's a lot of chicken wings. Yeah, that's a giant moist towelette. So, you can, yeah, you can you can remove a lot of stuff from your oh, body, yeah. dirt and stuff yeah. like that. Um, that's like the uh, alcohol stuff you use for your acne and face and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. Get the the, the um, cotton balls. Yeah. Give your face and all that a once yeah, over. Yeah. And so you'd be surprised how much dirt and that comes mm-hmm. off. So there are ways to do it. You yeah. don't have to, you know, especially if you're in a group and you're going out for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're sitting under the tarp with everybody, dinner, eventually everybody's going to be going. Who stinks? Okay. You stink, you stink, you stink, you stink, you stink. I don't stink, but, you know, I'm nose blind to myself, so I probably stink too. (laughs) Right? So, (laughs) group hug out in the lake. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's going for a swim. Everybody's going for a swim. Uh, Always wash your hands before eating and before handling or preparing food, which is... Common sense. Yeah, it's
1: common sense. You, you got to be, you got to be smart out in the woods. The last thing you want to do is making yourself or your, your paddle partner sick,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, I'll wash my hands and all that in the morning and stuff like that when I get washed mm. and that sort of thing. But unless I'm going to the bathroom or whatnot. And plus, I mean, when I'm in there and I'm getting my hands in the water when I'm paddling and when I'm. Um, getting water to yep. to filter and stuff like that, and and then yeah, before I do dinner and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I I do my sanitizer, uh, hand
1: sanitizer, hand sanitizers, hand sanitizers
0: yeah. and stuff like that.
1: Like uh, not like uh, not like you should be fastidious and. and oh, you're not going for clean. surgery. Yeah, you're not going for surgery, yeah. but you know, uh, you know, generally in you know, a in a rough course way, you're gonna make sure you don't have E. coli on your hands while you're preparing your meal, right? Yeah,
0: well, and especially you know if you're doing it for a group. Exactly, yeah. It's one thing, yeah. if you get sick, but then you get everybody else sick, well, you just never hear the end of it. I poisoned people once, oh my Sharing God. Sharing is caring. Here, <laughs> little E. coli for you, and a little, co- everybody's getting E. coli today. <laughs> <laughs> Except you, you're getting salmonella. Yeah, the, the Oprah <laughs> moment. Yeah. Everybody, look under their chicken, There's salmonella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, a personal hygiene, keep up on it. Like I say, you'll get nose blind to your own stink, but yeah. after 5 days hot weather paddling and stuff like that, yeah, you probably stink. <laughs> Take a bath. Oh yeah. The bathroom. Now, if you're in Algonquin Park, there's uh Yeah, it's thunderboxes. You have thunderboxes. Right? That's there's a lot of places like that. Yeah. You get the thunderbox, the 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 facilities. Mm-hmm. And again, wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. If there are no facilities at your campsite, go about 50 feet away, 15 meters, 50 feet from the camp and water sources. Yes. Right. Uh, And that's the big one is the water source. Because you know what? Like, I mean.
1: It's the water you're using to filter to make your food. It's the water that you're going to swim in. It's the water that, you know, your kids are going to play in. It's like. Yeah. Don't pee in the water. Don't. Don't. Poo near Unless the water. your buddy's
0: downstream taking a drink out of the water, then you pee upstream. Go for it. Yeah, and go for <laughs> it. He shouldn't be drinking that water anyway. <laughs> uh, dispose of a human excrement about 50 feet away from water sources and the campsite. Dig a hole at least six inches deep and then when you're done, cover it. Yes. So all the dirt you scoop out, just put back in. Yep. Your first aid kit should include items... To deal with diarrhea and upset stomach. You know what? That's one thing I don't have. stomach, diarrhea, whatever the song is.
1: Yeah. You know, that's the one thing I've never had in my first aid kit.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't think I do either. I don't know. I'll have to check. I have stuff for heartburn, but... Heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, stomach, diarrhea. diarrhea. There There you go. go. Between the two of us, we watch TV. (laughs) There is a book out called... How to shit in the woods. Yes. That's the actual title. Yeah. They cover tons of stuff about how to do that, but there are some, just some quick points. Go off trail at least 200 feet from any water source, including springs and streams. Yes. You know, cause when your buddy's filling up his bottle at the local spring, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm getting some fresh water. What are you doing? Having a poop. <laughs> <laughs> The water running helps me. <laughs> it helps me go. So at home, I turn the tap on. Here, I just sit beside the spring, beside the portage. Always carry a lightweight plastic backpacker's trowel. I picked up one. Well, you got that uh, that heavy one, don't you? The metal one from the Explorer box. That went oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: I just bought a new one. It was. It's a folding... Spade. Bathroom Just.
0: shovel thing. Yeah. It's tiny. It's ultra light. Well, I'm I mean, those heavy ones are like military grade yeah. metal. Like, yeah. Was a bear going to sneak up on you while you're yeah. doing your business and you can yeah. beat him up with the shovel?
1: Pretty strange, eh? Like I was in the store, I saw it and I was excited because I saw a poop shovel. <laughs> it's a poop shovel! I was so excited. It was like, My it's God.
0: folding. Poop shovel! <laughs>
1: But, and like, I, I was thinking about it afterwards, like, oh, that's weird. I'm excited because I found a poop shovel.
0: Yeah. You need
1: to get out more apparently.
0: The kids are starting to take their toll. Yes. So always carry a lightweight plastic backpackers trowel when you hike for toilet purposes. Like a cat, try, like your cat, try to dig a hole four to six inches deep. If you own a cat, of course. Yeah. If the ground is covered with snow, be sure to dig through the snow and create the cat hole beneath the topsoil. Yes, this can be labor-intensive if the ground is frozen. Hmm. Just squat above it. Uh, what are We're say? getting into details here. I know.
1: <laughs> I was like, That's not how I did it. <laughs> this is actually this, get, this is starting to get X-rated. This might be what? What is it? a PG-16 uh, or and higher? <laughs> We've
0: just gone restricted. <laughs> there are a couple of pointers. Make sure you're really out of sight, <laughs> dude. That's ten feet, not two hundred. I can, can see, see you. you. <laughs> uh jeez. Squat with your rear downhill. Why? Hang, uh, I, Why? I, know, so I guess till it rolls downhill. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Maybe it doesn't roll under your feet or something. Yeah. Uh, Hang on to a tree or your hiking stick for balance Make sure your shirt or coat That's important Don't poop in your pants Make sure your (laughs) your shirt and coat lifted up at the back After wiping with TP Get yourself even cleaner back there with a moist towelette Reduce chances of chafing and later discomfort.
1: Wow, what the details
0: we're getting into here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You do not want Bernie bum. <laughs> Sitting there picking your underwear to your butt all day because your butt's burning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's wrong with you? I wiped with poison oak. Nice <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, scratch. <he's> <laughs> After using the cat hole covered up with TP, toilet paper, with the soil you removed, oh, and the soil you removed. Revert the site to its natural look by rescattering leaves, rocks, pine needles over the top. Place a rock on top so the next person along doesn't step on it, or animals try to dig it up.
1: I plant a stick.
0: I just jam a I, stick. I re- do a, an X. Yeah. Yeah. X marks the spot. That's my poop. Leave it there. <laughs> it's my. <mine>. Don't, <laughs> don't disturb my poop. Yeah, don't disturb it. As a uh, side note, if you take your hoodie off. And hang it on a tree branch so that you can do your business in the bush. (laughs) When you are done, you stand up and you wash your hands as previously indicated. And as you're getting ready to go back to camp, don't forget your hoodie.
1: So uh, question, when are you going to go back to Woodland Caribou provincial park and uh get
0: your hoodie <laughs> i am not because one of the fires this year oh, went through so that it's area probably burned so your if yogi gone. bear wasn't wearing it yeah then yeah my hoodie's like yeah it's burned it's burned <laughs> yeah long live the hoodie yeah yeah it was a good hoodie
1: so how did you like i can see forgetting it but then how did you was it like not till the next night that's like hey it's cold where's it my was hoodie that
0: night because we did a big Paddle yeah. day, right? Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm gonna go put my hoodie on, and I couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden, it was like the light lit up. Oh, oh, oh man! Because I stood up and I started walking while I was washing, while I was doing the sanitizer thing on my yeah. hands. I started walking. Yeah. And then I realized I I, I totally forgot my hoodie was there because I was looking at camp. Something distracted me, and I just started wa- doing my hands and and walking towards camp.
1: So how far back? Would you have had to paddle to get your hoodie at when oh, you realized? Quite a ways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because there was a point where we were supposed to go one way that day and that portage basically no longer existed. <laughs> so we had to circumvent yeah. and go like a couple other lakes out of, even farther out of our way. Yeah. To get, that's why it was a long day. <laughs> so yeah, I would have had to go back quite the ways. <laughs> it wasn't worth uh, it. <laughs> and it was one of the uh, Olympic routes one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was not happy. So, on a personal note, if you <laughs> take his little clothing to, the, to your cat yes. hole as possible, yes. <laughs> and do not, under any circumstances, do not contribute oh. to the toilet paper bloom flowers. I hate that in the woods. Cover and, it. And what amazes me is,
1: like uh, for example, Algonquin Park. You go, you walk in into the, check out the new campsite. You water around see what's what. And there's a thunderbox. And next to the thunderbox, probably because somebody says, oh, it's smelly or something. So you can see that they've gone 10 feet away from the thunderbox. Yeah. You go to the bathroom and leave their toilet paper on the ground. Yep. Like 10 feet away from the thunderbox, It's like, what is wrong with you?
0: Yeah. Uh, in a lot of areas, you have to pack out toilet paper. And stuff like that. So
1: pack it out or burn it in in the fire or. Put it in a sealable baggie and fire's
0: allowed. You can burn it. That sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Make sure it's reduced to ash.
1: Yeah. Don't stand down wind when you burn it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, because you know, (laughs) and if you, if you leave it laying around and the wind picks up and starts blowing. Yeah. That's just gross. Yeah. Right. It it just comes through your camp Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So, but. uh, Always follow with a good hand cleaning with waterless sanitizer, or soap and water. There you go. Keep your trowel as clean as possible. Wipe off on grass or sand. Wash off after each use. Keep it and your roll of TP in a plastic bag and carry it in or on your pack away from your food. Yes. Yeah.
1: And like you, know, like you say- Anybody keep want your- a scoop of cereal?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, yeah, it, it can, can be a combination. It could be a utensil. And That's a cat right. hole digger. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Remove top twelve. and Serve Rice Krispies. I I'm an ultralight backpacker. I'm an I'm a <laughs> I don't poop. It's an
0: egg flipper, <laughs> a cat hole digger, digger. <laughs> a cereal distributor. Wow, it's a multi tool. It's a Leatherman. Yeah, yeah. a plastic Leatherman. <laughs> Dishes. Stock dishes, depending on what you're eating. Sometimes you can get away with just giving your dishes a quick wipe out with a cloth. Yeah. Um, I've always brought, and it's it's one of the luxuries I bring, a roll of um, paper towel. Mm-hmm. I always bring one because you find so many uses for it, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I reserve it for cooking. Yes. But there's times where there's you can just wipe out whatever's left out of, a, out of your plate or out of exactly. a pot or something like that. And then just throw that piece of paper towel into the fire. Exactly, yeah. You don't need to worry about all the doing their dishes and whatnot, right? If you have to go to the soap and water route, um, choose a spot 200 feet away again. Yes. From the water. Yeah. Using a sponge with a scrubby, or sorry, a sponge or a scrubby with some soap on it, clean your dish. Yeah. Right? Have a a collapsible bucket of warm water to rinse your dishes Mm -hmm. and then dry them. Yeah if your food your your dishes had a bunch of food scraps on mm-hmm. it which are now in the water right yeah the leave no trace ethics yeah. says get a small strainer this little handheld small thing slowly dig a cat hole and slowly pour your water through the strainer into the cat hole mm-hmm. so the water dishwasher goes into the cat hole then you cover it yeah. up but the food stays food in a strainer, yeah. which you can throw in your garbage bag or into the fire or yeah. whatever. Just mm-hmm. uh, helps that less, less, and that helps with uh, keeping animals from coming. Yeah, right?
1: because if you start putting food scraps in the bushes, it's like you know, not tying your food up into a tree. It's yeah. you're gonna you're gonna habituate animals and like squirrels and animals and bears and stuff to human presence, and they see you as a food
0: source. And that's exactly it. So so do your dishes that way. Uh, again, um, if you don't. If you don't have like Teflon coated dishes or whatever. Yeah. You can even grab some sand and give them a, mm-hmm. a scrub, yeah, right? Yeah. So that sort yeah. of thing. So uh, again, don't do the dishes in the lake. I was at Bass Pro Shop and I saw a collapsible bucket there for I think it was 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. It is the exact same collapsible bucket that I bought at the dollar store. Really? (laughs) Exactly the same. I saved myself 11 bucks. (laughs) But what I've done is I put a string on the tree way back. I tie this collapsible bucket up onto Mm -hmm. it, and then I can do my dishes right in there, and it's not constantly collapsing. Oh. Perfect. (laughs) So, yeah, go to the dollar store. Buy a collapsible bucket. Your campsite keep it clean. Mm -hmm. This is big. This is my big, 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 big pet peeve. Uh, Keeping a campsite clean is paramount. You don't enjoy coming to a a site and seeing crap everywhere. Yes. So why do you think other people would, Mm -hmm. you know, pull up and, oh yeah, somebody that was before me left garbage everywhere. Yeah. Like we were at one, the one we were at uh, at Cedar Lake. Absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. We actually had the Rangers come, come by looking, and I told them, you go take a look at this site. Might needs to be closed down. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. Keep an eye out, and there's different levels of garbage. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for the small items, because those are the ones that, I mean, you're just going to walk over, but if you actually stop and start looking, you're going to see the bread bag tags. Exactly. You're going to see and yeah, elastics, twist ties, small pieces of of food wrapper stuff to yeah. playing
1: around. like the corner the corner of a foil pack of like instant coffee. Yeah, or, gum wrapper, yeah. whatever, right? You're yeah. going
0: to see tons of that linger. Yeah. Pick it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what? Like just pick it up, throw it in the fire yeah. pit so it can burn or throw it in your garbage bag, yeah. whatever, right? Keep a small garbage bag handy for the larger of our items that aren't burnable. Uh, you need to pack out everything that can't be completely eliminated in a fire, like cans. Mm-hmm. Now I know there's people that will burn a can an aluminum can in the yeah. fire pit, and then crush it down, and then put it into because the 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 fire gets rid of the smell Yes. of yeah. the whatever was in mm-hmm. it, right? I know other people that they'll just rinse out the can from yeah. whatever was in it, and then throw that in that way. Yeah, um, but that also depends or.
1: on what park or where you're camping. Yeah, for example, Algonquin, you, Algonquo can't, bring you in. can't have cans or bottles or
0: right, and put in your garbage bag, hang your garbage bags because yes. You know, just like food,
1: you got to hang the garbage back too. Yeah.
0: If you find garbage already at a site, do a bit of grumbling. Yeah, why not? Talk yeah, about clean it up. you know, inconsiderate campers that were there before you. Old then bastards. pick it up and dispose of it. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz you're going to do that. Again, do not contribute to a site by leaving toilet paper flowers everywhere. Yes. If you put something by the fire pit to be burned, but sit there until you're done cooking over the fire yeah. or whatever. Keep an eye on it. Put a rock or something on it so it doesn't blow away. Oh and yeah, yeah, You find it later, right? Yeah. And make sure it it gets into the fire when you're done and burns down to ash. because uh, yeah, you don't want you don't want garbage blowing around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Keep your sights clean. And last but not least, tents. Keep smelly items out of the tent, food, etc., that sort of stuff. They'll attract anything from bugs to bears.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like I said last week, uh, my friend Matt had a. Had a uh, woodland creature, a raccoon, visited his tent and ripped open the mesh, got inside, ate his food.
0: Yep. Keep yeah. all that stuff out. Yeah. Dirty wet shoes. Keep them out. Leave them in the vestibule. Nothing like sand in a sleeping bag.
1: Oh, I know. I, That's
0: the big thing I find is is the sand and pine needles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially in Algonquin, you get the pine needles and stuff. Yeah. Just try to keep that up out as much as possible. hmm you know, and that's all, that's all you can do is just try to do that as much as possible. So that's all I've got for, uh, cleanliness and whatnot at, at, uh, well, camping.
1: Very detailed. I, I apologize. hygiene. I
0: apologize to everybody for the details. Don't stink. <laughs> be a, be a conscientious pooper. Yes. <laughs> keep your campsite clean, wash your dishes properly and keep your tent clean. Yes. Because, you know, there's going to be sand places you don't want sand. Yes. Well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk sleeping bags because everybody's having sales right now. Yes. Perfect time to go buy a sleeping bag at a discount and a good one. Sales at sale. Sales at sale.
1: Hi, this is Derek Sparst. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show
0: or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line.
1: Thanks for listening. Enjoy
0: the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, we are drinking. Yes, we are drinking.
1: So this is uh, it's a Whitby Brewery. It's town brewery. Uh, right
0: tonight we're having the Stargazer
1: Sour IPA.
0: Which has no peaches in it. <laughs> yes, no peaches in it. Derek <laughs> opened up the can and goes, man, it smells like, first off, he said it smelled like well, electrical fire. Okay. Yeah. So fire.
1: right off the bat, when I cracked it open, it, it's, it, it was just a bit stinky and my first thought was like, this it smells like the, the computer motherboard is burning out or something. It has a weird smell. Then that evaporated and it's like, oh, it was just the gases on top of the beer. You're hoping. So then I, I poured it in the glass and I held the glass to my nose and, oh, it's a light floral peachy sweet scent to this yeah, beer. Yeah, this
0: beer smells like peaches. And I'm thinking, no, nice, it does not.
1: nice peachy smell. It's like so soft and subtle.
0: Apparently like... Derek got the only can that had peaches in it. <laughs> Why would that be, Derek? Why did your beer smell like peaches? Well, Sean... Your hand soap <laughs> in your bathroom
1: is, is, that... is
0: peach flavored.
1: So when I wasn't beer holding smells the... today, brought to you by the Body Shop. <laughs> so when I smelled the beer without holding it in my hand, it became clear that <laughs> the beer it, there didn't was smell no like peaches. peaches in it. And this is a new thing. This sour, a sour IPA. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if I would.
0: I, I like it. Wouldn't be my first go to, but I I, I kind of like it. I it's like different. the the top ninety percent. The bottom ten percent smells like cat urine. <laughs> oh, when it not peaches to get, when it starts to get flat. Yeah, and, when it starts to go flat and, and warm get warm. And, yeah,
1: yeah, it's definitely a uh, a beer you want to drink cold.
0: Yeah, very cold. But
1: yeah, it's a uh, town brewery, sixteen thirty two, uh, Charles Street, Whitby.
0: Yeah, Brock south of the four hundred one in Whitby. Look at that.
1: I actually said that from memory. And it actually is really? 1632 Charles Street Whippy. Well, look at that, eh? Somebody's hanging out at the brewery too long. <laughs> I've only been there once. <laughs> it's a nice brewery. Like when I first went in there to get these, it's uh, it's like from an old warehouse or something. And they've jazzed it up, nice floor walls, like a hand-poured concrete bar. And it's huge. And it was rocking. It was a Wednesday night, or was it a Tuesday night that I went there? It was a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) I was impressed. There was a lot of people in there. It they only opened last November, so it's it's a nice little brewery. Mm -hmm. And they they get a lot of different. And what I found unique was that they can their beer. Most breweries, like microbrews, put it in bottles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're Most right. of them put it in balls, and these guys—they uh, can it. Are they canning it on site? I assume so. It's be too expensive for a microbrew to send stuff out for, for con, you know, packaging, right? Yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's a simple process to get uh, the canning machine,
0: right? You just have to. Bit of a weird label, the feel of it.
1: Yeah, it's a it's got a texture to it. Yeah. And they they probably hand bomb them on by whatever, right? So they're neat. It's a, it's a nice brewery, nice beer. They have like eight different kinds of, of their... Today! Eight, eight different selections. <laughs> well, no, not today. I had eight of them today, <laughs> that I came over here and started recording. <laughs>
0: anyway. So. That's the drink of the night. Drink of the night. Uh, let's talk sleeping bags. Yes. Because everybody's having sales right now. Yeah, and, and we talked about this uh, two
1: episodes ago. We, we talked about it. About having sales. Yeah, now. and then... I text you a picture, I got the flyer in the mail for sale, was having yeah. a sale, and it was uh, like a five-day, and, and they're like discounting new items plus old stock. Mm-hmm. So 20% off all new items.
0: Yeah, so if you're looking at, I mean, if you need a new summer sleeping bag, and like we talked about winter campings coming up, Yep. if you need a new winter sleeping bag, hmm Now's the time to go because stuff's on sale. Absolutely. Christmas is coming. Yep. So is winter apparently. Yep.
1: So there's sales at like sale at MEC, uh, y- you name it. There's all kinds of online places that are doing sales. And yeah. So this is, the, this is the time of the year, year to hit up the sales. It's like spring is the uh, trade shows, fall is all the big sales for new items, and yada, yada, yada. Like even like we talked about, outfitters are selling off
0: their rental fleets. Yep. Yep. So, they do it in the spring. They do it in the and, fall. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so let's just go through uh, some brief stuff here about uh, sleeping bags. Yes. There's basically three kinds, summer, three season, and winter. Yes. Your summer one is 35 degrees Fahrenheit and up, or two degrees Celsius and up. Yeah. Typical, lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. It'll keep you warm all through the summer. Exactly. And and towards the, I mean, even in August when it's mm-hmm. starting to dip down into the yeah. single or lower double digit it's going to keep you warm. Yeah. The three season goes from -12 to +2.
1: And that would be your typical Celsius. hot tenting or whatever. You're not going to Yeah, it, or early it's more winter shoulder cold, season yeah. like a f- late fall, early
0: spring. Yeah, they call it a, they call it the three season one. And I'm thinking that spring, summer and fall. Yeah. The winter -12 and lower. Yeah. or -10 min- uh, degrees Fahrenheit and lower. Mm-hmm. Right? Um. Yeah, and that'll keep you nice and toasty. Warm. Yes. Shapes. Three basic shapes. There's the rectangular one, right? Which most camping bags are like that. Yeah. yeah. It's just nice, straight side, straight end. Looks like a r- rectangle. Mm-hmm. Zipper down the one side. Zip it up when you're in it. You're yeah, good to go. Pretty, pretty
1: basic. It's your square. Yeah, you can get. Yeah
0: bigger ones that fit two people
1: or you tie or you zip two, zip of, them two of them together yeah. you can't zip mummy bags together but these ones yeah. like i and i i went out, i found them on sale last fall and i got a bunch of these uh summer bags and it they're they're great because i like what i, I like the rectangular ones for summer sleeping yeah busy you got room to move and you know you're, you're not being crimped or you know it's not claustrophobic whatever you just you just need whatever right
0: I've always, uh, yeah, I've, I've went from the rectangular ones to the mummy bags and I'm thinking, you know what, there's times where, yeah, it's a bit cramped, but I prefer the mummy bags now. I like the mummy bags
1: in the winter when it's cold and you need that, uh, you know, the, the rectangular bags, there's too much room for airflow and too much movement and stuff like that. But yeah. I'd like that for the summer just to spread out and, but in, in, the mummy bag obviously is great for a winter bag. Yeah. Because it keeps, it's, it's tight around your legs. It's like wearing a pair of pants type thing. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's the rectangular bag. There's the mummy bag, which is tapered. Yeah. Then there's the semi rectangular or barrel shaped. It's a, it's a hybrid between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tapered design offers greater warmth, efficiency, you know, than the rectangle bag. So yeah. So it is kind of tapered, but not as much as a mummy bag. Yeah. It
1: says here, they're popular with larger frame backpackers or restless sleepers. Yeah. Larger framed backpackers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a polite way of saying overweight. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are a larger framed one, get the, get the semi rectangular one. Yeah.
0: Uh, Insulation type, synthetic insulation, goose down insulation and water resistant down insulation. And I would add a fourth, which would be the,
1: con- there's a lot of, like my winter bags that I have, they're minus 40 bags and they're a combination, a mix of of the synthetic and Goose Down. It has both, oh yeah? it has both in it. So what it, what it is, is if it gets wet, Goose Down just clumps and it's yeah. useless. Yeah. So this, it has the combination of the synthetic and the Goose Down. It's a really good combination. It's a minus 40 bag. It's, and I got them at MEC and they're super cheap. There was only a couple hundred bucks, right? And uh, usually, when you look for a minus forty bag, and depending on the quality and the and the brand, you're looking at like uh, you know four to eight hundred bucks, depending on the quality. Like a like a proper minus forty, minus fifty North Face sleeping bag, you can pay up to like eight hundred bucks for a bag, right? Yeah. But it, it, if you're going to Everest, then obviously that's what you need. <laughs> well, I
0: I had somebody ask me about sleeping bags. Say, listen, their daughter's going on a a school canoe trip. Yeah. I got to get her a bag. Like, what should I get her? I'm looking at one of these, you know, is, is a hundred dollars too much to spend on a sleeping bag? That's pretty low. And I'm thinking my last sleeping bag was over $300. (laughs) So uh, no, it's not too much to spend. (laughs) And it
1: depends. Like my, the summer bags that I got, my rectangular ones, like, I think they were, uh, 50 or 60 bucks on sale. Right. Normally 120 or something, but it's, it. they're a, like a plus five, plus 10 bag, right? Yeah. And and that's, they're just for summer. They, they're
0: compact. They fold down They're I think, I can't remember the brand, but they're nice. See, my mummy bag, I think goes down to about minus 15, mm-hmm. but I'll bring a nice warm wool blanket as well. Oh, if okay. I'm camping in the winter yeah. and I'll put that inside sort of as a, a liner sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with me, as long as my upper part is warm. Yeah. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, I'll bring that a nice wool blanket to go along with. Oh, okay. Right. So that, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, the, the different types of insulation there, the synthetic and like you say, the goose down, uh, it's more durable and compressible. Yes. Um, But slightly higher price tag too.
1: It's higher price tag. Yeah. And you run the risk of like uh, the, the one thing about goose down that concerns me is like I said earlier, is if it gets wet, they're completely useless, mm-hmm. right?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, in the synthetic insulation, quick drying. Yes. And it yes. insulates when it's wet. Yes. Less expensive than, yeah. than the uh, down-filled ones. It's durable. Um, yeah. You can even, Dogs can rough house in it. It's non-allergenic, but it doesn't pack down as small. So if you're trying to get stuff like packed really minimalist-like, yeah, this is not what you want, but it is better. So extras that come with your sleeping bags, sleeping bag, shell and lining, Mm -hmm. right? And I've seen inner shells and I've seen outer shells.
1: Yeah. And what it is, it's, it's getting the, uh, that condensation point to move. You want the moisture and humidity that you, you're off gassing all night long, right? So you want that humidity that leaves your body to condense further and further away from your body so that's why these shells are handy right so the inner shell you end up condensing the water into the bag itself away from your body and the outer shell is just it stops moisture from impregnating Coming coming in right right and it helps more air and waterproof your system right yeah and i've seen some it's uh I can't remember what they're called. Oh, bivy, bivy sack. Oh, bivy sacks. So yeah. it, and it's like a sleeping bag tent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it seems all the military um, sleeping bags also have the, the liners mm-hmm. in yep. them, right? Because that's yeah. the big thing is you're out booting around the boonies. Yeah. You need to stay warm and dry. Warm, dry. Especially clean. when you're yeah. sleeping. Sleeping bag hood. So that when you're camping cooler temperatures, because you lose yeah. all the heat through your head, right? Yes. So the hood comes around and you can... Zip it in, to, so it's your head's totally covered. Yeah, right. My mummy bags have is that. Just, yeah, all my mummy bags have always. Yeah, had so that.
1: mine have a hood and a neck gusset. Yeah, so it's just yes. a big f-
0: yeah. puffed up neck thing that's built yeah. right into the bag. Yeah, I can do it so that it basically wraps right around my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, so I'll just if you see a giant mummy bag with just my face, sticking, <laughs> all you see is a nose yeah, sticking. All right. you see is my nose sticking out or whatever, <laughs> right? And so You know, some of these hoods offer pillow pocket. You can put stuff in to create a pillow, like yeah. clothing and stuff like that. Some of them have um, stash pockets. Yeah. So you can put glasses or contacts, cases or MP3 players, that sort of stuff in there. Knives right? and other weapons. Knives, other weapons. <laughs> you put your weed in there. <laughs> uh, stuff sack. Many bags come with a stuff sack. Now, I know mine, mine has a regular stuff sack that, because you don't need to roll it up, right? Yeah. And you just stuff it in there and then it My, cinches closed. Mine
1: came with two stuff sacks, the, the mumby bags. One is a, uh, a storage bag. It's a yeah. l- very large storage bag. So it's not crushed. And the other one is a, more of a compression sack for when you're actually camping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, I got the stuff sack, which I just put it in mm-hmm. and cinch it closed. And then I put that in the compression sack. Okay. And then compresses it right down to mm-hmm. the small little, yeah. little ball, right? Which is perfect. Uh, the, the storage sacks. Which com- is what I just described. Yeah. Uh, you can prolong the life of your sleeping bag. These ones hang. hmm So you pull out your sleeping bag and you put it in this stuff sack yeah. or the, the, the storage sack and it hangs like, like a suit bag. Yep. Yeah. Right. Because you don't want to keep your sleeping bag packed you don't all, keep it all winter.
1: Yeah, exactly. When it's not in use, it, it just destroys the, uh, the insulation quality. Yeah.
0: So it's like a suit. If you picture a suit bag for your yeah. sleeping bag. Yeah, exactly. You just hang it up in the closet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sleeping bag liner, of course, we talked about there, uh, just to minimize wear, keep the bag clean. Yeah, adds eight to fifteen degrees of Fahrenheit of warmth. Yeah, into it, and um, yeah, if if it's really warm, you can skip the bag and just sleep, sleep in the, the liner. liner. Yeah. Right, get rid of the liner or the mm-hmm. the sleeping bag and just extra minimalist. Yeah,
1: and I've seen inner bags that like silk and stuff like that. It's like for for trips where you don't want to. The more you sleep in a bag, the dirtier it'll get. So you have the liner, but also you can get like silk liners or cotton liners or whatever, just to keep you separate from the bag itself. So you're not getting your bag itself dirty.
0: Silk pajamas. Yes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. (laughs) So once you get your sleeping bag, you want to put it on a sleeping pad, apparently. (laughs) Now I slept, I always just threw my sleeping bag right on the, the ground. Yeah. Right? Um, until I was about 40. So about 10 <laughs> years ago, um, I'd gone down the stairs. I, tr- I found our cat in the middle of the night and uh, went down our stairs and ended up with a really sore back. And then I was finding that when the cold gets in my back, it's just oh. like... So when you're on a canoe trip and it's cooler in the fall yeah. and then all of a sudden you're the back... The ground just, is radiating
1: oh. cold and... Exactly.
0: That's when I got my little... Education on what a thermarest mattress was, <laughs> so I went and bought one of those.
1: I've always been a wuss. I've never been able to sleep on the ground. Oh, I've always like I always had to have a thermarest or some sort of an you know like a foam pad or
0: yeah, not me. I always <laughs> slept right on the just right on the bottom. So there are again three types of sleeping pads. There are air pads, self-inflating pads, and closed-cell foam. When you're car camping and stuff, weight's not an issue. Get the big, thick, wide pad. Because, yeah, it's not an issue. Yeah. Right? (laughs) uh, More comfort. Yeah. And uh, when you're backcountry camping and weight's crucial, you need this super lightweight air pad, Mm -hmm. closed cell pad, that sort of stuff, right? Air pads have gotten lighter over the years. Um, Some are ideal for... For tripping and stuff like yeah. that because you can't get them smaller. Uh, they usually have, uh, insulation and some reflective material to increase warmth, but not all of them and not a, a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Like some of them, like you can get, uh, my big Agnes winter pads have down goose down in them. In
0: them. Yeah. To help out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pros air pads are incredibly comfortable and lightweight. And you know, designed for backpacking or camping in warm conditions. Yep. Others are designed with additional insulation for four season use. You can customize the firmness of the mattress by releasing some air from the valve when you're lying on it, which I mean, those are thick. Yeah. I mean, those are really thick. You're mm-hmm. not talking a thin thermal rest because you let a little yeah. bit of air out of that. And you might as well not even have it. <laughs> the cons air pads tend to be more expensive the lighter and more compact they are. They can be punctured or ripped. So yeah. if you're sharing your tent with a rambunctious kid or a dog, yeah. you might want to think twice about an <laughs> air pad. Uh, self-inflating pads, a combination of open cell foam insulation and air. The pads valve um, and air fills the chambers automatically. So there's self-inflating sort of thing, right? Which is hence the name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Some are specifically designed for backpacking, can be uh, folded lengthwise and rolled up to fit inside your pack. Others are designed for car camping and are rolled up without folding. Pros, they're comfortable and compact. They offer excellent insulation. You can adjust their firmness by adding or releasing air. They're made with stronger fabrics than many air pads, so are a good choice for children. And they don't feel like they're losing air at night. Cons, they're heavier and more expensive than simple foam pads. Uh, With the tiny closed air cells, so oh sorry, um, they're heavy yeah, heavier and and not as compact as air pads. Yeah, they don't they don't
1: roll down as tight.
0: Yeah, closed cell foam pads, basic pad made of dense foam filled with tiny closed air cells. Yeah, usually rolled up or folded in like the Z formation. They're lightweight, inexpensive, durable, offer good insulation. You don't need to worry about punctures or leaks. They are the only pads that can be carried on the outside of your pack without fear of damage. You can also double up as it uh, as a sit pad in camp. Mm-hmm. So you can sit yeah, that, exactly. Right? Yeah. Cons: They are less comfortable. They're relatively stiff and firm, so they tend to be bulky.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have so, you
1: uh, have you shopped for pads lately?
0: Uh, I bought a new therm Last year, yeah, yeah,
1: I was I was shopping for because both of my Big Agneses have one of them just leaks like a, unbelievable. The other one has a, a smaller leak that I fixed. So I was just I, I was trying to find a decent replacement, right? Wow, can you ever find some expensive pads out there now? Oh, I was sh- yeah, I was yeah, shocked yeah. at the price of them.
0: Yeah, no, when I was looking last year, I, I just went for the regular ones or. Basically, same yeah. ones they got. I have now, mm-hmm. and um, I was looking at some of the other ones, and I'm thinking, wow.
1: Yeah, it's crazy the yeah. prices that they that you find on on the sleeping pads now, but there there is a lot of neat features. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who makes it, but I think it might be Thermarest. But they uh, they have a quick fill openings now, like the, the opening for the bag to start the fill process. You can stick your head in.
0: Oh, is that the one that you sort of like gather the air and then roll it in? Roll and it, it in. it just fills and, up that way? Yeah. And then yeah. there's
1: a smaller valve to increase the pressure, you know, yeah. better. Uh, I've also seen combo sleeping bag thermos where I'm using Thermoress as the name, but it's a brand. But anyways, so these sleeping pad, it uh, slips into a pocket on the underside of your sleeping bag. So... You don't fall off the sleeping pad. It's all attached. It's a unit, right. single unit, right?
0: Right. It's kind of neat. Yeah, there, that's a that's a big thing that some of the uh, sleeping bags have, is that you can slide your yeah yeah your mattress inside mm-hmm. the this liner thing, right?
1: Yeah. What I ended up yeah. buying is, uh, and I I don't know how I came across it, but I found it on Amazon, and it's this, <laughs> it's the silliest look. It looks like a honeycomb. It's inflatable air mattress, and when I pumped it up for the first time, my wife thought. That's going to be uncomfortable. We love them. They were 40, oh, yeah? 47 bucks a piece, just a basic inflation. They, they look like uh like a large form of bubble wrap for packaging, for Ooh. shipping stuff. So it's a larger form of like bubble wrap, but you know, all, all the cells are at, you know, integral. So you just blow up one valve, but it was, it's really comfortable, super hmm. duper
0: comfortable. And then you take these back country?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've used them quite a few times this summer already. Awesome. So it's uh, they're super light, super compact. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty pleased, and forty-seven bucks each. Yeah,
0: that's hard to find these days. Yeah. So when it comes to sleeping bags and pads, you got to figure out what your temperature rating you're looking yep. for. You know, summer, three season, or winter. Your shape. Do you want rectangular, mummy, or semi-rectangular? Insulation. Do you want semi uh, synthetic insulation, goose down insulation, or water-resistant insulation? And do you want the shells, the liners, the hoods, the stuff uh, sacks, the stash pockets, all that sort of stuff? Yeah. And then you need to figure out whether you're going to put it on a pad or not. And if so, are you going to put it on an air pad, a self-inflating pad, or a closed foam pad? And these are the things that you need to know when you're looking at um, sleeping bags. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, that does look pretty cool.
1: Yeah, i just showing showing Sean the sleeping pad that I bought. It's called Ecotech Outdoors.
0: So nice blue. It looks like a bunch of balls all stuck together. Yeah,
1: it's neat. Eh? It looks yeah, yeah. like a pad of
0: tennis balls. Yeah, but blue. Yeah. Awesome. So that's uh, about all that I've got for the show this week. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I know about that. <laughs> Sleeping bags and uh, being clean at your campsite and your tent and yeah. how to poop in the woods. <laughs> that's that's all we know about it. Yeah. Keeping clean and staying in your sleeping bag. <laughs>
1: Off air, but we had multiple force Gump comments. Yes,
0: lots of them. Uh, so if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to listen to this episode and many more just like it, about another 134 of them, <laughs> you can find us on iTunes google play player fm and you can find us on the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com they're all right there download them or stream them live download them on your iphone and play them in your car when you're going on trips perfect perfect i'd like to thank everybody for listening this week i'm sean roley and i'm derek's best we'll see you next time